Welcome to the Guidelines Podcast. The following is a bonus episode from when I was recently interviewed on the Brendan Roberts Instagram channel. During the interview, I spoke about sharing your work and building community, and of course, UX. I've linked to his channel in the show notes, so check it out. But otherwise, enjoy hearing me on the other side of the interview. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic Thursday evening and another live interview. Uh, I am extremely excited for tonight's live interview, uh, especially because this person that I'm interviewing, Jonathan Copeland, is an extremely dear friend of mine. And yeah, I am. It's probably one of the interviews that I've been looking forward to the most. So um, yeah, I'm going to wait for him to, to hop on eventually, and then we'll get this underway. What's up, man? How you doing? Good in you. Oh, I saw that you were talking about getting some new AirPods. I also jumped on that on that live. So this is so a you, exciting you've got the day. Pros. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you got, yeah, you dude. told her that you got the pros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so these aren't mine. I'm hijacking Tian's ones for the evening. He's not here, so he doesn't know. They're really nice. I'm enjoying them a lot. How you doing? It's cool dude? to be on the show, bro. Yeah, it's cool to be on the show. I uh, I love what you're doing here, and uh, it's a great privilege to be on here talking with you. Thank you so much for inviting me. No, it's an absolute pleasure, dude. Like honestly, what would this have ever been if I'd never had you on here ever? <laughs> yeah, Brendan is one on. of my very very good friends, so uh, uh, I'm very invested in you. So it's very cool that I get to be talking with you now. So cool. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No, it's a pleasure, dude. So I see it's uh, talk past. So I don't want to keep you too long because uh, you've had a long day already, um, mm. which you can talk a little bit about just now. So Jonathan, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy evening to be on here with me. It's an mm. absolute honor and a privilege as a friend to have you on here. So thank you yeah, so dude, much. Yeah, totally. Cool. My absolute so- pleasure. So let's kick this underway. So both you and I, we've had this discussion before, obviously. So we'll try and avoid, you know, being like, oh, we talked about that last time. But um, I obviously know a lot about you. You and I had the privilege of living together for a while. So for those that don't know you, could you just give a little bit about your background, what you've been doing and sort of what you're busy doing now, the space you're in now? Cool. Yeah. My name is Jonathan Copeland and I live in Pretoria, South Africa. Uh, I work as a user experience designer at a consulting firm in Pretoria called Sand Dollar Design. Uh, We also just bought some office space in Boston. So we are a up and coming global design firm. Um, I also host um, the Guidelines podcast, which is a podcast about user centered design within South Africa. And it's basically a platform that I use to interview people who are a lot smarter than me and how I get to learn from them uh, within my field. And I'm also the host of uh, UX Joburg. So UX Joburg is the longest running uh, UX meetup in South Africa. And um, every month we interview masters from around the world. Uh, We've recently interviewed uh, Darren Hood. Uh, He's been in the industry for over 30 years. Uh, and uh, we've had Yaku Fandenhefer, who's the CEO of Sand Dollar Design and also the organizer for UX Joburg. And he has led design teams in South Africa and spoken internationally. Uh, and um, yeah, we have an actual event coming up in two weeks time with um, Tom Cotterell. We're going to be speaking about 
how designers within South Africa can access the international design scene uh, now that uh, COVID has made us a whole lot more connected. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Uh, I love my job and uh, yeah. So you studied at Tux, right? Yeah, I studied at University of Pretoria. I studied a degree called BIS Multimedia. So it's this, it's a degree that combines a number of different degrees. I'd say it's mostly computer science. I'd say 80% of the work, 80% of our focus was spent focusing on computer science modules. We had the, a lot of the same modules that the computer science modules did, the students did. Um, and that's like full, the full gamut of programming. So we would do uh, like, I don't know if any of your listeners program, but there'd be a front end. So like it's making how things look when you interact with it, but also back end, So ensuring how uh, data is stored in an application or, uh, so we did a whole bunch of different languages and like there's like over 14 different languages and we also did a bit of design and game design and that kind of thing. But yeah, 10th degree uh, and uh, finished it last year. Yeah. So well, I'm not even in it, but I highly recommend that if anyone is interested in UX or design or anything like that, or you're thinking of getting into that space, go and listen to Jonathan's podcasts. Um, they are all on your on your uh, Instagram account. So, and I mean, yeah. So if you I go to my, to if you go to my so. Instagram, you can actually see a link to my personal website. And then from there, you can get a link to the, to the podcast. Sorry for interrupting you, Bendy. No, no, no. I'm looking at it. It's right over the top of the phone. So I'm, I'm looking cool. at it. Okay. Over here, so fantastic. Cool. Yeah, so, but just as a recommendation to everyone, if that is something you're into, then that's what we're talking about tonight. So if you don't understand what UX yeah. is and you want to know a little bit more about it, Go and uh, follow, give, give Johnny a follow and go and listen to some of his stuff there. Mm, awesome. So Jonathan, let's talk a little bit about podcasting and sort of interviews and stuff because that is obviously what both of you are you and are into at this time um, other yeah. than our primary work. So what is it that got you into podcasting? Okay. So one of the biggest parts about any industry, but I'm going to focus on my industry, UX, is being able to communicate your ideas effectively. No matter what industry you're in, you have a problem or you have a service that you are offering people and uh, you need to be able to communicate that clearly and efficiently. Now, public speaking is not easy. Uh, learning how to communicate succinctly is not easy. <laughs> it's far easier to waffle. And so... I realized two things. One, I needed to improve my public speaking skills so that I could better communicate with stakeholders whenever I was working on projects. Okay, so I realized that about myself. And I also realized that I wanted to meet people and learn from people within my industry, within UX. And it's, it's difficult to just message someone on LinkedIn or Twitter and set up a conversation with them. But if you have a podcast, you have a structure in which you can actually yeah. have a conversation with someone. And you also have to package it in a way that, uh, that is easy to understand and adds value to the listener. So you have to really mm -hmm. think about the questions you're asking. So you have to prepare for it. So mm -hmm. it was a tool for me to, um, to upskill myself in public speaking, to meet people within the industry and learn from them publicly. That's the biggest thing. I'd say, yeah, those two things. I think it's interesting because both you and I are in the space, but 
just between the two of us, there's we both we opposite ends of the scale. You went into podcasting specifically within your industry and your your work environment. I'm not. I mean, mm. I'm a financial advisor, but I'm interviewing you about podcasting and I'm interviewing other people about other stuff. So I think yeah. it's important for people to realize that there's no one size fits all or there is no like mm. magic formula to fit to. 100%. I think the biggest thing is learning how to communicate well. And uh, mm. the, the skills that you will learn over the course of your podcast with interviewing people on the topics that are important to you will, will make sense in your career. And you'll have your own little audience. Uh, and I'll have my own little yeah. audience. We'll all have our own people that fit what we're sharing. So, yeah. And uh, and also, it's important to note that there are different ways of doing it, which we will talk about. But I mean, you don't necessarily do live interviews like this. No, I couldn't do that, man. <laughs> That's a whole different ball game. I have to edit out <laughs> my no... ums and my ahs and my dumb questions. And <laughs> there's no taking what said yes, yeah, done and dusted. There's no yeah, taking. Yeah, it's it on the internet. No, you're braver than me, man. <laughs> Dude, so um, let's let's have a look at like talking about like your experience and stuff like that. So before we sort of go into the practical side of stuff, I know there's some questions that you sent me, which I actually think are quite valuable. So I'm going to fire away with those now and we can just sort of talk about them for a bit. So the first one that I have here is, is there a point where you can earn the right to share your knowledge and experience? So what is your thoughts around that? Okay, I want to reference a book that has been hugely influential in what's caused me to start sharing online. And it's a book mm. called Show Your Work by Austin Kleon. This is an incredible book. It's the second book uh, after, a guy, after another book called Steal Like an Artist. But essentially what this book is about is it's sort of making the argument for sharing what you're working on and to invite people into your process. And I was a bit iffy about sharing my stuff. I thought, oh, I don't want to make it about me. I don't want to become arrogant. I don't want to, like, you know, all of these lists of things. But there's a section in the book, and it's really helpful, where it says, you can't find your voice if you don't use it. And that's, a lot of people say, no, they, they want to go and find themselves. They want to go and go away to go and do that and remove themselves from society to find who they are and discover themselves. And it's like, that's not how it happens. You, you find yourself by pushing yourself into, into situations where you have to grow. And yeah. so if you are waiting to become a professional within your field before you earn the right to share, um, I don't think that that's helpful. Uh, you're, the you're best like way to get started, time. yeah, the best way to get started on the path to sharing your work is to think about what you want to learn and make a commitment mm. to learning it in front of others. You don't have mm. to be a professional and like only then earn the right to share your work. Actually, you can along the way, whilst you're an amateur, you can mm. invite people into your amateurness, into your suckingness. Yeah. And yeah. that's cool. And that's a, like, that's a story that people want to buy into. It's like the David and Goliath story. Like, like David didn't stand a chance against Goliath, but he, but he won in the end. So it's like, they're, they're rooting yeah. for the little man. I think it's, it's so good to invite people into your process, even though you feel like maybe you haven't earned it. That's, that's how I felt. Yeah. I think the only requirement I would add to that 
is that even though you don't know what you're doing, essentially when you start, is to at least give your audience the respect they deserve to actually do your homework. So if there's a topic, yes, you oh, totally. are, at least know what you are, like even if you don't specifically know how you're going to get there or what you're going to do, at least know about it. Um, that's like rule number one. Like I won't do an interview with anyone unless I know what I'm talking about. When I, I don't need to be a professional at it, but I would have at least read their book or did, you know, the homework I needed to do. 100%. I completely agree with that. So if you, if someone is uh, thinking of starting a podcast, um, mm. I, I would say like go into it uh, if you are committed to following through on what you're doing, mm. not just mm. kind of like doing it one day and not the next. Like I think you should mm. think about this as would I be willing to do this for the next five years? And would I be willing mm. to have conversations for the next five years about this? And yeah, if sure. it's not the case, if this is not for you, uh, if it is the case, then cool. Uh, maybe in a year's time, you'll start, your stuff will start to be really good. Uh, mm. And there's a, this stuff takes time. But uh, I think yeah. it's important to not get perfection paralysis and think, oh, no, I can't mm. do it. I'm not worthy. Rather just start and you yeah. will become that. Yeah. Yeah, I think even if you have a look at some of the big guys that, you know, we all know nowadays, I actually had, I was very shocked the other day, I walked into my supervisor's office, and I saw a collection of books in his cabinet, and I saw the name and I recognized it, and I was like, that can't be true. So it was Tony Robbins' first set of... Um, like I love and, Tony Robbins. Man, I love now, that you know, guy. Exactly. Now we all see his like Netflix thing, and we see what he yeah. does now. Those books were like 20 years old. Yeah, dude. He has tape now, collections. <laughs> exactly. I was like, what? Now we all see him and we think, oh, okay, that's, that's now. Like that was, he started like that and he became that like overnight. No ways. Like even Marquez Brown, like go look yeah. at his first videos that he did. I was like, hectic. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> so close to what they do now. Hopefully we'll be able to look back at our podcast in 10 years time. And and that's say, the thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's okay to suck now. It's okay to yeah. start and to be rubbish from time to time. Yeah. No, I mean, it's about, it's about being in things for the long haul. It's not about, um, it's about commitment. I think any, any skill, I think in, in one of Malcolm Gladwell's books, you know, he talks about the 10,000 hour rule and it's like, actually yeah. like in order to get mastery over something, it takes time. And I think, with a lot of our, the way that the internet is geared these days is geared to instant gratification and quick success. And it's like, no, like mm. you, you want to, you want to build a firm foundation over a long time and then become successful that way. It's not going to, yeah. but you also have to take the risk to, to yeah. try. So, mm. yeah, I think that, I think that if someone's sitting there wanting to start a podcast or a YouTube channel or whatever platform or TikTok video or whatever, like, do it, like, like, do it. Don't wait until you're ready. Yeah. So off the back of that, we're talking about foundations and we're talking about the journey and the process. So what should people be sharing? What should we be sharing? Um, okay, so I think that what I've seen within my field, and I think that a lot of industries will face this as well, people will be um, unsure about sharing their their trade secrets because people will feel that if people know 
then they'll steal my job. So yeah, yeah. if like, say for example, if I share my secret design techniques, I'm going to speak about the context of design because that's what I know about. Yeah. No, um, so people, people will think, okay, like if I share my process, if I share um, the way that we work at Sand Dollar Design, then what's to stop like some, uh, some like high school kid to adopt our process and steal our work. And like, it's a very, it's a backwards way of thinking about it. Um, like teaching doesn't mean instant competition. Uh, just because you know the master's technique uh, doesn't mean that someone else is going to be able to emulate it right away. The stuff does take time, as we were just saying. Um, so yeah. I think like teach what you know. And if you can see that there's a side of yourself where there's almost a fear coming in about being like unsure, like if I share this, maybe people are going to steal my work or steal my brand or steal my opportunities or like take something away from me. Like it's not, it's not the truth. A rising tide lifts all boats. And yeah. um, I think it's rather important to be generous with your knowledge. And the more people, like say for example, within UX, like um, Sandola has a very, uh, we're very standards based and we approach our work in a very methodical way. And we yeah. approach UX um, with excellence. Uh, yeah. And um, we have a process for how we do everything. And by teaching people that that's not stealing away from us, that's lifting the mm. standard for usability mm. within South Africa. So, yeah. 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 But it's, it's cool. Like the way that you talk about it, because I think a lot of people forget that nowadays, if you want to do something, you can go onto YouTube and you can just type it in and you'll get a thousand responses on how to do whatever X talent it is that you want to, you know, do, mm. but no one can ever truly emulate your creativity. And that's what distinguishes you from anyone else. Mm. No, hundred percent, bro. No, that's, that's completely true. So we sharing, we doing, we doing this now, we doing this process and this journey, but what at what point or or how do we not become or turn into spam human spam okay so i think the world is full of people who who don't want to pay their dues they want to get their peace right there and right now they don't want to listen to your ideas they want to tell you theirs they don't want to listen to podcasts but they want to thrust flyers into your face screaming at you to listen to theirs and i think that um, there's a lot of people who want to get success um, without giving back to the community and without going through that slogging process. So we don't want to turn into human spam that just makes a big deal about us and points towards us and points to what we're doing. I think promotion is important. I think that doing your work with excellence is important. All of these things. But what we don't want to do is sort of build our own little empires, become dragons that hoard money and that hoard um, um, knowledge and that hoard um, connections, all, all of these things. We, we don't want to, to become like that, okay? Um, so, yeah, I think, the, the, I think the, my biggest insight on this is, like, we, you don't want to become human spam and make it all about you. And uh, mm. try to try to get there without doing any of the hard work to get there, and just sharing stuff that's about you. I think if you if you have a platform and you're fortunate enough to have a platform to be uh, interviewing people or 
like making music or doing designs. Like, I think it's so important to, to be bringing up people underneath you and to be also pointing towards others. So mm. like if, you, if you're having someone on your show pointing towards them, um, I can actually yeah. just see that um, uh, Mehdi Zandre just um, just joined. This guy's amazing. Actually, going into this, like Zandre, we just um, had him on my podcast last week, and he is he's just moved to London uh, to go and work as a designer there at a startup. And uh, he's at the same time when he's doing design, he's also studying uh, mathematics so that he can focus on data science. Now that's so flipping cool. Not only is he, is he doing his job incredibly hard and he's, and he's done it so well that he can get a job um, at a really successful startup, but now he's expanding his skill set further. Uh, and he took the time out of his busy schedule to come to my podcast and help me out. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think like it's so important to build up a community around you and not just make it about yourself because uh, yeah. you're going to end up alone. And it's not about money either. I think that mm. wealth is wealth is important and it's like a really mm. important part of life. And I think it's, I, I really don't agree with this thing of saying, oh, you shouldn't sell out. I think you should sell out. I think you should like do the absolute best that you can to get your work out there and promote your work. But like, it's not about, mm. it's not about building a little empire for yourself to make yourself look good because that's not going to last. Like build an empire with the people around you, build people up. Uh, that's how you're going to build a successful anything whether it's a company or a podcast or uh, yeah, anything. Dude, it's like, it's, you, you've just said the same thing that every other single, like, I kid you not, guys, you can take me up on this, go and watch all my videos from now until the first one, which I think is 13 videos. Every single person has talked about the importance of community and building mm. things together. Yeah. It's and not about you just you. making, yeah, it's not about making yourself look good. Um, that, that might work for a while. Like you, it might work for like your, like your twenties and it will be cool then, but like you don't see many people in there. Like it doesn't, it doesn't age well. Like you look at someone in their fifties yeah. is doing that. You don't think, oh, cool. It might be cool when you see a rapper in his twenties doing it. You think, oh, wow. Like this guy's amazing. He doesn't care. It's like, doesn't age well, man. Doesn't look good in your sixties yeah, and seventies. So I don't want to do uh, no. uh, like I don't want to do that now. I, I want to make good decisions now. <laughs> no, it's so true, dude. It's so it's so 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 true. So um, okay, let's let's move a little bit away from the sort of very serious stuff. And I think a lot of people <laughs> cool. are going to be like, okay, cool, this is all great and everything. Let's build a community, but uh, how do we do that? So what has been your practical experience so far with regards to interviews and podcasting and um, what's some of the sort of like small tips and tricks? Cause I know I've even learned from you. So. Yeah. I think I was actually about to say, like I've learned from you. I think I realized within myself that I was nervous about asking people. So I was asking people yeah. within my immediate context and I was like, it's weird. Like you, I think one of the biggest things I've learned about, so since entering the business world, you think that any personal inadequacies, you're going to leave them at the door and you're just going to be oh, yeah. judged and your, your skill is going to be the only thing that determines your success. Um, mm -hmm. But actually I realized like, you know, like there was a side of me that was like, oh, I was like, I was nervous to ask people who I perceived as being like, um, like out of my league or whatever. I don't know, whatever nonsense it is. Like you just realize it's like sitting in you. And so like, uh, I think actually it was a conversation with you. I was like, actually, no, like I need to ask, start asking people that like, 
and really inspired by. And like, not, not to say that the people that I had on my podcast before didn't inspire me. Like I've had amazing people, but they're people that I knew and I had conversations with. Like it was, yeah. it wasn't people that I had to like cold call out of the blue and ask to be on my podcast. Um, mm. So I started to reach out a bit more in that area and it's been really fruitful. So I think I'd say like reach out to people that whose whose work you genuinely admire. Like don't yeah. like don't just go after someone who has lots of followers. Go after mm. like remember because we're in this for the long haul and followers yeah. won't last forever. So like mm. go after stuff that you really love and find people like oh my goodness literally an hour ago I had an interview well half an hour before this call I interviewed Darren Hood. Man, this guy's amazing. Go and check out Darren ah, Hood on LinkedIn. Yeah. Check out the World of UX podcast. Hashtag UX Uncensored. All of the stuff. Like this guy is amazing. He's been leading in the UX industry for over thirty years, and this guy's passionate. He loves his work. Mm. So, like, I want to be around people like that, and I want to ask people like that to be on my show. Uh, so, yeah, I think just find people who are doing work that you genuinely admire. Like I was speaking about Zandre. So Andre wrote this incredible article on Medium where he, I think one of the most important things in design is being able to explain complex things in a simple way. And this is what Zandre did on this article. Um, I've forgotten the name of the article now, but it's a, you can uh, interview, uh, Google Zandre Kutzer, and you'll be able to find it there. But it was on about basically uh, how you can best show the data uh, best make decisions on how you're going to uh, de make designs in your product. So he was talking about like internal metrics and external metrics and how you're going to uh, decide what is the next thing you're going to be working on in your application. So you don't want to just design things for the sake of designing things. You want to be very strategic and fix the right problems. And that's what he was talking about. And he'd explained it in the most incredible way. Therefore, it was wonderful to have him on the podcast to just be able to chat mm -hmm. with him. I've had my boss, yeah. Yaku. My goodness. I have the coolest boss in the world. Yaku Fandenherfer. Go and check him out. Check him out on LinkedIn. Check him out on, on Instagram, on Twitter. Like, I am the luckiest guy in the world. Yeah. Um, um, and I've had him on my podcast twice where he's mm. like given masterclasses on the, the fundamentals of user experience design. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, so just find people who you admire and who are doing great work and just mm. go and see what they're doing and... Um, you can't like this stuff isn't artificial. So you can't like just go and um, find um, yeah, no. like you, you can't manufacture this. You have to find stuff that you love and find people who you respect and yeah. like just take the risk and ask them onto your show. Uh, and yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. I think it's also a lot of people, are, it, people need to remember that there are varying levels at which you will be comfortable asking people to do yes, an interview or a podcast. That's true. So yeah. for, for someone like me, obviously I'm a little bit in terms of asking people, I'm, I'm not as like you and I had the conversation and we, I was like, I don't, I don't care for asking. I'll ask anyone and everyone to be on it. Mm. Some people won't necessarily be that upfront with it. So I think for people like that, you need to kind of get over that fear. So identify one or two impossible to get people like yeah. <laughs> Bill Gates or Elon Musk, or I don't know, shoot for the stars, like really go for it. Um, and, and reach out to those people because even if you never get in contact with that person, because it's highly mm. unlikely, um, unless 
you know, for whatever reason you can get through to them. Um, but at least you're killing that fear. And then from yeah, there, I think, I think, yeah, it just comes. I think there's two things to keep in mind. The, the one is like, it's like to reach for people whose work you admire. And I think going back to what I was saying earlier, it's to also look for the people around you and try and see stuff within yeah. them and then bring that out of them. So yeah, like, like there's people on my podcast who like I've interviewed who are like total masters and there's people who in my podcast who are like, like more experienced than me, but like they aren't like conference speakers yet. So it's been able to be like, actually this person has a huge amount of value to offer and I'm going to invite them on because I see something within them. So it's like, it's looking for people who you like, cause you don't want to become a social climber. You don't want to just have people on to, to just like get them on for your sake. Like you, yeah. you want to have, you want to uplift people and find people who, um, who it will help them and you to be on your podcast, mm -hmm. but also get people who it's just going to be helping you to have them on your yeah. podcast. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I think there was mm -hmm. a, there was a thing that I watched on Gary V. Now I don't watch all of Gary V stuff because he can be a bit controversial at times, but there was one mm -hmm. thing he said, which was quite true. And that's that, you know, he's been going for so long now. He's obviously, you know, he kind of forgot that back in the day, he was doing those interviews and those podcasts where only like a hundred people were seeing it or mm. 200 or 300 people. Now he's got hundreds of thousands of people that are watching his stuff. Mm. Um, and he said, you know, for those people that are seeing that level of success, just remember it started with an interview that only got a hundred views or 50 views or mm. whatever the case may be. Yeah. And it's also that slog. Like, um, there's a friend of mine, Dylan Parfit. I used to live with him at House D as well. And he used to speak to me oh, about Dylan. the, yeah, he used to speak to me about the gift of slogging. Uh, and that yeah. was really relevant to him when he was at university. And it's like, like sometimes it's about slogging. And like, the thing is, we're, we're not doing this for likes. And I think if you mm. are doing it for likes, you, you're not going to last. Uh, yeah. Because I think Social you've got to chip won't last. Yeah, you, you got to chip away at something and maybe in a year's time, maybe two, maybe five, you'll start to get some kind of following, but then it won't even matter because you're not doing it for the following. You're doing it for, yeah. for you. So like find a, find a reason that's, find a reason why you're going to do something that's, that's authentic to you and then do that. Like don't, uh, mm -hmm. um, don't do it for some, for what some, for some reason that uh, will, will satisfy likes or that kind of thing. It, it's not long lasting. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit before we clock off on this thing, because I see we're getting close. I don't want to keep you too long. So let's just talk mm. quickly about the other barrier, and that's equipment. Because I know, I know people are going to be like, I can't do this because I don't have a mic. Please, mm, can you yeah. just tell the audience how you used to record your first stuff? Yeah, so I but think I it's important to just start. Uh, so I for the first season of my podcast, which was like eight interviews or nine interviews, something like that, I'm yeah. not sure. Um, I, I used my phone. So I would um, record the interview in the voice memos app. So I would go to the person, open up voice memos, um, and then I would edit it on GarageBand. Now GarageBand is a, is a free app that comes with every Apple device. Uh, so yeah. you can edit it on GarageBand, and then I would upload it with a free tool called Anchor. And Anchor is a free mm. podcasting app uh, where you're able yeah. to um, distribute to every single podcast platform from there. And so everything, it cost me nothing. I already had my phone. 
and I just used the free voice recording app and I used the free GarageBand app. Um, to be honest, <laughs> my setup hasn't changed that dramatically. <laughs> um, these days I'm recording it on my laptop, uh, editing, editing it in Logic Pro, but I've always owned Logic Pro. So it's like, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the point that I'm making is that, you know, it doesn't have to be super hectic. You can use your phone yeah. and you could do many, 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 many recordings. Phone, the, the mics inside the phones are incredible now. Like you don't yeah. need um, something that's very fancy to be able to create something that's high quality at all. Mm. And then you can even then just shove it into something like a, a garage band and um, just clean it up and normalize it and compress it and that kind of thing. So it's not yeah. rocket science. Yeah. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, I'm using... I'm using GarageBand and I'm also using Anchor, which was your suggestion, which mm, was yeah. a huge savior. But I know you did the same trick. So obviously tonight I'm using these, but I used to use this bad boy. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and what people, won't, what people won't, don't realize, you put a blanket over your head, and you hold this thing close and you hold yeah. this thing close to your your not too close but you hold it close to your mouth and this yeah. thing is Unreal. I, go try it those of you that are watching go try it tonight it seems stupid take your headphones with this thingy put mm. a towel or a blanket over your head and just blurt out a sentence and then record yeah. that same sentence without it and that you get that nice deep rich muffled yeah. sound yeah, it's so incredible i was i was blown away yeah no, i was I blown away when i did it the first time <laughs> all all modern smartphones uh, if you like are above a certain level are, like mm. are going to I, I think i'm going to say like six grand at least i don't know you can get a google pixel for like six five so that's an amazing phone so you don't have to spend a whole lot on a smartphone uh mm. so yeah, like any any modern smartphone has a really nice mic in them, and uh, yeah. I think the with this thing the, the the most difficult thing is actually starting and the the actual ability of being able to communicate, and that's really the thing. Yeah. The, the we're living in the golden age, the the renaissance of technology, uh, mm. the greatest period in human history to teach yourself things and to yeah. equip yourself to do whatever you want. We're so lucky. Uh, yeah. So, like, if you if you want to do it, the technology is not the problem. It's uh, mm. it's going to be the thing of like learning and and working that muscle yourself because that's the tricky part, not yeah. the tech. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching a video. I think it was um, uh, Peter McKinnon. I think it was one of his videos along with someone else where they were saying like every person these days, like ninety percent of the people that you meet have an iPhone or a Samsung or something in their pockets and they don't realize they have a camera and a phone or a piece of tech with a mic mm. that's more sophisticated than when they first started their wedding photography 20 years ago. Yeah. And yeah, back then they thought that was a barrier to entry. Now it's like you have the thing. I mean, you have it in front of you. I've got it in front of me right now. Yeah. And also there's like, I think there's also this perception that the software is expensive. Like I'm, I love the Apple ecosystem, so I'm in there. Uh, but like, mm -hmm. you get for free with any Apple device, you get like something like iMovie. iMovie is a wonderful mm -hmm. video editing program, and you can do 
incredible things just with that program. And then there's, as I mentioned, yeah. Garage Band. Like that is like you can make a full album. I think the Black Eyed Peas made one of the albums in Garage Band. Like there's, go into YouTube and type in Garage Band, and you'll find the most incredible tutorials. And so, like yeah. the tools are freely accessible nowadays. And you'll, yeah. So it's just about actually motivating yourself to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan, before we wrap this up, I always ask people uh you've already mentioned one book but what are mm. you currently reading that can that you would say is a must for people to read it doesn't even have to be related to what we're talking about mm, that's fine i'm reading a book called the second mountain by david brooks let me open up the books app hang on i think it's david brooks david brooks that's it the second mountain by david brooks and uh basically it's an incredible book um it's about the different requirements for purpose in life okay so a lot of the the mindset that's going around that's quite popular these days is the more removed you are the less committed you are the more happy you're going to be so if you're able to leave your job if you're able to um like shift careers very quickly um if you're going to like you don't want to get married because then you're tied down you want basically as many options as possible and that's a lot of the mindset that goes around and it's really not helpful and it's not true. Uh, and what mm. this book does is that it goes through systematically all these main areas within life. So it'll go through like, like why it's important to have a community, why mm. it's important to have a guiding philosophy for your life, why it's important to have deep, deeply embedded relationships, not ones that you can just sort of disappear from and you can yeah. use people or like, or even ones that you do like, you're not, there's not deep commitment. It's like, if I do, if I had to explain um, the, the, the main message of this book, it, it's called the quest for a moral life. And it's going to the thing of like, mm -hmm. actually like the value, like meaning in life is found, is found through responsibility and commitment and being deeply embedded in, in the work that you're doing in the relationships in your life and all those things. It's not about um, being able to just like disappear and flit between thing and thing. That, that's not freedom. Freedom is through being committed. So The Second Mountain by David Brooks, incredible book. And I'm gonna throw one other UX book in there because I would be off brand if I didn't. Uh, but I'm reading a book called Delta CX by Debbie Levitt. Oh my goodness, this book is crazy. It's called The Truth About How Valuing Customer Experience Can Transform Your Business. This is a thick book. Man, it's amazing. I'm, mm. I'm a, I'm like 6% in, so like I've just begun. But we're actually going to be interviewing Debbie Levitt on the UX Joburg uh, meetup in November. Oh, nice, so nice. I, I, she self-published this book. She's been in the UX industry for like 20 years. So she's also not one of these flash in the pans. She's been going for a long time. She'll be going a lot longer. And she's like consulted at like in companies working in Silicon Valley and um, wherever else you want. Um, and this book is amazing. So if you're looking for a really high quality book on design uh, and use experience design thinking, uh, Delta CX, flipping amazing. Well, Alexander. So guys, <laughs> if, uh, if you guys are looking for, if you guys were wanting a new book to read, there we go. There's two new ones that you can go and try out. Hmm. Maybe, who knows, take a dip in the UX, in the UX space. Who knows what might happen? Mm, yeah, Brendan, it's been such a privilege to be on the show with you. And like, I really love what you're doing here. I think that it's so like, it's really cool that you're like making this platform and you're speaking to people and you're sharing your knowledge. And 
like creating a really like I think I love what you're doing with the live shows and all that kind of thing. You're a great guy. I really love being your friend. So um, yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks, dude. Dude, it's been an absolute honor and a privilege. This has mm. been so much fun. Thank you so much. And mm. uh, have a wonderful evening. I hope Bianca's baking you bread or something. Happens. Man, she's made a really good supper. So I'm going to go and have that. I'm also, I'm also heading for dinner now. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Dude, enjoy the, you so enjoy your dinner. Cool. Big love, my bro. Cheers, man. Cheers, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you learned something from this episode and would like to hear more episodes in the future, please subscribe and consider leaving a comment so that other people can find this content. If you have any questions and would like me to answer them on an upcoming episode, go into the show notes where you can find a link to my Twitter page where you can ask me any questions that you have or even leave a voice note using the link in the show notes. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to keep the user right where they should be first.